May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. Who's your Lois? Who's your Eunice? For just a moment, consider who and what have been the major figures in your faith development. Who and what continues to shape your faith? Each of the scripture passages today provide a perspective for pondering who and what shapes our faith, which in turn profoundly shapes our lives, our interactions, our relationships. Each of the scriptures today points to faith as a way of life, a way of revealing and finding the love of God in the world. So let's take a closer look. In the epistle, Paul commends Timothy for having a vibrant faith. And Paul credits Timothy's mother and grandmother, Lois and Eunice, for instilling in him a vibrant faith, a faith steeped in the liberating event of the exodus of the enslaved Israelites from Egypt and the covenant between God and Moses. A faith formed and reformed by generations of wandering and settling down, wars and invasions by foreign oppressors, and learning what it means all along the way to live in right relationship with God, with neighbors, with strangers, with creation. This is the faith Lois and Eunice love and live and practice, and they've taught Timothy to do the same. With this foundation, Timothy becomes a follower of Jesus under the tutelage of Paul. Paul knows that Timothy's faith has been and will be tried. He encourages Timothy to hold fast to this faith, to this gift that has been entrusted to him. It's like Paul is saying to Timothy, Timothy, you're going to face more hardship, more persecution, and so you must hold fast to the faith. As your mother and grandmother did, as I have, as the apostles did, as Jesus did. Friends, ponder. Who has encouraged you to hold fast to your faith. 
Thus the opening question, who's your Lois? Who's your Eunice? In Lamentations, we read the anguished story of a people exiled from their homeland. Here's the cliff notes. The powers of Babylon have decimated the holy city of Jerusalem, desecrated, then destroyed the temple, captured the religious and civic authorities, the movers and the shakers of that time, the ones designated as wise, learned, creative. And then march them off to a faraway land, leaving the poorest, the most vulnerable, those without any kind of status to atrophy in the rubble of Jerusalem. Now, all have suffered trauma. All are lamenting, why did this happen to us? Some ask, did God let this happen? For some, they are in a heated discussion with God about what's happened what's gone off track in the relationship that this has happened to them. And for centuries, centuries, this book has pushed readers to ponder, what does having faith mean when all that is familiar and comforting and orienting has been destroyed? For centuries, this book has provided a kind of ancient manual for enduring and recovering from communal tragedies. It tells us that this ancient people, our ancestors in faith, weeping together by the rivers of Babylon and in the rubble of Jerusalem, surviving together and then collaborating in the slow rebuilding of their lives, they realize that faith is less about real estate and location and buildings and rituals and even beliefs. And they realize that faith is much more about relationships, right relationships with God with one another, and with creation. Through generations of struggle to live as God's beloveds and to find God in the struggle, to find that God is in the struggle with them, has profoundly shaped their faith. And that God is with them, that they have faith, doesn't protect them or insulate them from suffering or pain. It means that God is right there amid it all, not to make it hurt less, but to help them and us bear the pain. God's heart is breaking right along with ours. God is right beside them and us 
in utter suffering. You know, that's the only promise in Scripture that God makes to be with us. So my friends, take a moment to ponder what events have you experienced that have completely disrupted, upended your lives, traumatized you or your loved ones, left you feeling alienated, exiled, humiliated? Let's modify that opening question now to who or what has been your Babylon experience? And how have these events shaped your faith? If these events fractured your faith in God, fractured the faith of a loved one, know that God still holds on to you still holds on to that person and has reserved a place in God's eternal lap of love. Now in the Gospel, we hear the apostles asking for more faith. Jesus has just finished instructing them about the necessity of forgiving others. And you see, once again, here's that connection between faith as a way of life that directs right relationships and right actions. Can't separate faith from life. Can't separate faith out from right action. And you see, the disciples aren't sure if their faith is adequate for this challenge of forgiving others. You know, might they be thinking, geez, it's easier to move or tell a mountain to move than to move the mountain of resentment in my heart toward a neighbor, a colleague, a friend. So give us more faith, Jesus. Jesus' response may seem like a reprimand, but in fact, he is assuring them that all they need is a little faith, coupled with a willingness to do the right thing and the humility to ask for God's grace. Doing what is right Yes, it is informed by our faith, for sure. And realize also that one of the mysteries of faith is learning to cooperate with God. Thus, faith empowers us to do what is right by offering our human agency to be infused and directed by the grace of God. And now, I invite you to ponder, 
who or what are the seeming mountains in your life? And how do they shape your faith? And is the point of your faith, is the point of our faith to move these mountains or to pray for the Holy Spirit's grace to navigate them with compassion, finding the living, loving God as you go? So, St. Luke's, Who and what are the major figures in your faith development? As individuals and as a community, who and what have been, and who and what are your Loises, your Eunices, your Babylons, your mountains? And how have they influenced, how are they influencing your faith, your faith, as a way of life, a way of being in the world which reveals the love of God in Christ Jesus.